This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, September 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. SRE deal meets rocky reception. New round of China talks prepped. UK pressed on trade pact and USDA broke spending law, according to GAO. The Trump administration gathers to discuss potential SRE deal. The Department of Agriculture has briefed the biofuels industry on a deal President Donald Trump could announce in the near future to mitigate concerns over small refinery exemptions. The deal, the details of which were shared with AgriPulse, would include language to include the 500 million gallons called for in a 2017 court case. An additional 500 million biofuel mandate compliance credits for the upcoming blending requirements and a 250 million gallon boost to the biodiesel blending targets for 2021 and other approaches meant to calm the frustrations of renewable energy advocates in rural America. A source familiar with the deal told AgriPulse many voices friendly to ethanol caught wind of the deal and will never go for it. Farmers, the source added, are smart enough to see through this sham. Sources tell AgriPulse that a meeting took place last night at the White House to discuss the details, but a White House spokesperson denied that such a meeting did take place. USTR confirms China talks back on track. Negotiations to end the U.S.-China trade war are back on track and preparations are being made for high-level officials to meet for the next round of face-to-face talks, that according to a spokesperson for the U.S. Trade Representative. USTR Bob Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin spoke with Vice Premier Liu He of China on Wednesday night regarding U.S.-China trade talks, according to the spokesperson. They agreed to hold meetings at the ministerial level in Washington in the coming weeks. In advance of these discussions, deputy-level meetings will take place in mid-September to lay the groundwork for meaningful progress. The confirmation comes after the Chinese state-run media outlet Xinhua News announced yesterday that Liu was planning to meet with Lighthizer and Mnuchin in October. Pence presses new U.K. Prime Minister for Trade Pact. Britain remains ensnarled in the uncertain process of exiting the European Union. But that didn't stop Vice President Mike Pence from pressing new British Prime Minister Boris Johnson for a trade agreement with the U.S. as soon as possible. The minute the U.K. is out, America is in, said Pence, who was at London yesterday to meet with Johnson. Furthermore, Pence added that the U.S. is ready, willing, and able to immediately negotiate a free trade agreement with the U.K., Johnson said that was fantastic, but he also brought up a potential problem, warning that the British aren't keen on that chlorinated chicken. The U.S. accepted practice of using sanitary washes to control the spread of pathogens is not permitted by the EU, and that includes Britain. It is just one of the regulatory changes that the U.S. hopes the U.K. will drop once Brexit is complete. And by the way, U.S. also hopes the U.K. will abandon European restrictions like a ban on pork from swine treated with ractopamine. GAO, USDA broke the law during the shutdown. The Government Accountability Office, the investigative arm of Congress, says that the Trump administration broke the law when USDA accelerated the delivery of SNAP benefits during the government shutdown in January. 
USDA officials claim they had the authority to make the payments early under a provision of a stopgap spending bill that had lapsed. But GAO disagreed with the USDA's reading of the law and said the early payments also departed from the department's past practice. GAO says paying the benefits early violated a long-standing law known as the Anti-Deficiency Act, which prohibits agencies from making payments in advance or in excess of available congressional appropriations. USDA issued a statement last night flatly rejecting GAO's legal reasoning. USDA's action was expressly approved by the Office of Management and Budget and supported by a legal opinion from that office, according to the statement. U.S. dairy offers China help on swine fever. The American dairy producers continue to lose export business as the U.S.-China trade war rages on, but the U.S. Dairy Export Council wants to maintain its ties with the country by helping it recover from African swine fever, a disease that has devastated pork production there, according to USDEC President and CEO Tom Vilsack. USDEC will be holding several seminars over the coming month to share with the Chinese results of research showing how the products can help. The research shows that feeding whey protein to lactating sows can accelerate the repopulation of China's hog industry, Vilsack said. It's a good faith effort during the trade talk, said Vilsack, who also stressed that the U.S. exports to China were on track to break new records in the first half of 2018 that before the trade war erupted and tariffs were levied. What trade war? Pork exports hit a record in July. U.S. pork exports surged to a record 233,242 metric tons in July, that despite the ongoing trade war with China, according to USDA data compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Beef exports held relatively steady during the month, rising 1% year-over-year to 117,842 metric tons. Pork exports were up 32% year-over-year in July to 233,242 metric tons. Exports for the first seven months of the year are up 2% from last year's pace. Due to the decline in Chinese swine production, U.S. pork exports to China in July were up by three-fold from last year despite the retaliatory duties. China imported a record 68,657 tons of U.S. pork during that month alone. Shipments to Mexico also continued to surge in July following a lifting of a 20% tariff. EPA eases the way for pollution credits. EPA wants to make it easier for farms and other non-point sources to generate pollution credits in areas covered by TMDL programs. TMDL stands for Total Maximum Daily Load, which is the amount of pollution allowed in water bodies, including the Chesapeake Bay, where TMDLs are in fact. In a soon-to-be-published Federal Register notice, EPA proposes new policy language that would allow non-point sources to sell pollution credits to point sources, such as wastewater treatment plants, without implementing additional pollution controls. This option is intended to encourage stakeholders to make progress towards meeting water quality standards while allowing credits to be gathered without unnecessary delay, according to the EPA. Agencies sued for antibiotic data. An environmental group is suing the Trump administration to gain records on the use of antibiotics and pesticides. 
The Center for Biological Diversity filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit Wednesday against EPA and FDA at a D.C. federal court. Overuse of antibiotics essential for treating human diseases poses a public health threat because it can lead to superbugs, bacteria that have developed antibiotic resistance, according to the group. Here's today's He Said It. From using a straw to eating a burger, am I part of the problem? In a certain way, yes. But the most exciting thing is that we can all be part of the solution. That Democratic presidential candidate, Pete Buttigieg, interviewed on CNN about the climate issue. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, September 6th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.